The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody. Welcome to another session here at the Kickpod Dojo. I'm your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my martial arts journey, analyzing and discussing martial arts-based subjects, and also highlighting martial arts past, present, and future. Today, I got a special guest, um, another member of um, UFAF um, organization, um, of course, um, Rachel Berry from um, Karma um, Martial Arts. Am I correct? Yes. All right. Okay, so... Yeah, thank you for joining me today. So, um, how's things going with um, um, Travis School? Well, thank you for having me. It's been it's been pretty good. Um, a little slow with COVID. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is what I usually do when I have guests on my show. I like to bring them back in time with uh, my guests. So, uh, the first question is, um, how would you describe yourself uh, before martial arts enter your life? So basically. Who were you before martial arts? Um, well, I started martial arts when I was 11. So I was a very quiet kid. I was a very not confident kid. <laughs> and I think martial arts uh, gave me all of that. And uh, it happened at a time in my life when I needed to grow up a little bit. And I... Uh, my dad actually got me into it. He was looking for like a year for a good martial arts school. And um, he heard about, you know, Steve Barry's giving classes and they're for free. And he was like, for free? I don't, I don't know. And, so, and then we, you know, looked at a bunch of schools around here and there was just nothing. Nothing was really standing out. And then we tried Steve's school and just from the first class we were, we were hooked and we've been doing it ever since. So... That'd be like 2008, 2007. Okay. Okay. Probably about that time I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, um, of course, you talk talk about like that one event that got you interested. You looked, you got into Steve Berry School, so definitely where you get, got hooked. So, what was the one thing that got that you got hooked on that he was teaching in that um, school? Um, I was really good at forms when I was younger. I did not like the sparring. I, I, you know, I don't even know why. When I was little, I did not like it. Uh, it scared me. And But I was really good at the forms. I was really good at the individual stuff. Uh, both staff, I, you know, I got good at weapons. And I would do competitions, and it turned out I was really good. And, you know, that's kind of part of the reason I stuck with this because it was something I was really, really good at. And then as I got older, I started liking more of the combative side of it, you know, yeah. the jiu-jitsu, the sparring. Uh, so, yeah, I've changed a lot, I think, from when I started to where I am, definitely. Yeah, so definitely with forums, um, I guess that's um, something that builds you up to what you are doing now. Because it felt comfortable starting off just that. It's like, I'm not going to get hurt with sparring. But, you know, as I get older, I get stronger. It's like, I can take it. And then you go into doing, like, sparring and everything else. 
exactly. Yeah. I think I liked the, just the technique of the form. I could make something look pretty and I, I could do it good. And then, yeah, exactly. Exactly. With the sparring, I was like, well, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of sparring, you know, even though I can take hits, you know, I've been getting beat up like a, like my, pretty much my whole life, like taking weapons from my mother. I mean, I have yeah. I had a bad side to me, but you know, nowadays it's just like, I mean, you hit me, I'm going to shake it off. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so, all right, you took me your first lesson. All right, what was your mindset? I mean, what did you ever have like, um, like the the feeling of you want to be a black belt, or you just want to try it out and see where it takes you? Yeah, I never had the feeling of I wanted to be a black belt. I, it for me, especially as a female, it was more of a I need to do this to learn how to stick up myself. Um. It really was Steve pushing me to do my black belt. He would continuously bring it up, like, you're going to go on to the next belt. You're gonna... And I would go, oh, okay. And, you know, I would just do it. And I actually took, I like, two or three years off because um, I was in high school. I was doing other things. And then I came back and just specifically to get my black belt because by that point I felt like I was ready. But um, going through middle school and high school, no, it was something very – uh, daunting to me and so I think to become an adult in order to do it yeah it kind of sounds like me a little bit but you know for me um I wanted to get away from martial arts and do other things you know but you know I kind of stick with martial arts because I feel like that's going to build me with everything else you know here I am playing football in high school four years and then of course I still stick to karate just to keep my condition going and then of course that day when I was a senior in high school and I was doing a football game yep well, there was, like, after the football game, I would test for my first degree. And definitely, I was worried about that football game. I didn't want to get hurt. So, it was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Since since we're speaking about the black belt test, your first black belt test. I mean, I heard different stories of how people um, have gotten to that point. It's like, how would you best describe that first degree black belt test? Um, Nerve-wracking? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it was with uh, Master, it was at Master Hibbs' school here in Tucson. Um, I think Mr. Mundane was there. Steve was on the board. So it, you know, it was a lot of really, really good people. And I, you know, getting up in front of them and, and especially being alone, I think, for the forms. You know, I, I get so anxious before. And then right when I'm up there in front of the judges, like something switches off. And I can do it, you know, and that's how I am in competitions, too. It's just getting to that point, you know, it's so nerve-wracking thinking about it. But once I'm in it, I do it. So, um, I just, I think I get test anxiety, I think is all it is. <laughs> I, you know, I could know everything and still feel very, very unprepared. But I'm really glad I did it, honestly. Yeah, of course, like, you talking about you competed a lot and then you do, like, forums and stuff so that pretty much um kind of broke your nerve wracking you do it so many times that you know you're when you're up there it's like everybody disappears it's like invisible there's nobody up there that you can see so that was your mindset yeah yeah exactly yeah like you're in a competition there's nobody else except you and the board and you know my dad was the one who really pushed me to do competitions he pushed all us kids to do competitions but he would he would Oh, okay. 
know? <laughs> yeah, so the oh speaking of competition, like how many um competitions have you done since you were in martial arts? Um pretty much all of them have been I was below a black belt. I don't think I've done a competition since I've become a black belt. Um I did the virtual ITC last last year. But, you know, actually in front of people, no. Um, I think Travis and I are going to try to do the ITC this upcoming year. But um, there were a lot of Benson competitions. It's a little down here in Arizona. It's right by Tucson. I did a good number of those ones. And then I think I've done uh, about three ITCs when I, when I was younger. So I had a lot of experience with, with competitions. Yeah. I don't think I remember um you competing. Well, this is like probably the first time I'm talking with you, but did you compete this year? <laughs> no, no, I was just with Travis this year, just uh, supporting him and Steve. Okay. All right, so you're on that sideline just um getting them getting them prepared. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that uh, speaking of this year's um comp or convention, I mean, what what was what's your thoughts on us um finally getting out of COVID um prison i should say and actually getting back together with this some um, convention i loved it i you know the virtual itc it, it was cool that they were able to throw it together so quickly and still have something but i always liked that getting together with everybody and seeing everybody and um, i hope we can continue it and maybe next year's will be bigger too yeah hopefully because of course i won the free itc for next year <laughs> that- oh you did yeah, I think I I could I could think that's the greatest thing of being in the front row that you are lucky enough to win uh, at least one of the prizes that they were raffling off. I mean, that was just, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big savings right there. <laughs> yeah, so um oh well, that's kind of like a makeup for the um me being going up for most inspirational. I mean, I was I nominated for that award, but you know, I mean, that's, it feels good that I was nominated, but, you know, I don't feel bad about not winning. But, you know, that was made up for it. That's a, that's a good makeup. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was talking with that with Mr. Gallagher. Um, yeah, me and him had, like, a chat on this show. So, definitely, I'll be posting that next week. Uh, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a fun guy. I mean... Yeah, he's definitely so fascinated with how happy I am. So it's and the one thing that I just found out about, he was like a surfer. That's just a mystery to me. But I would imagine if he was still surfing, he probably beat everybody out there. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing that he could like he was a surfer. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, he might want to teach me someday. I haven't surfed any 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 time before. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go on to like outside um, martial arts activity. I mean, your husband um, Travis mentioned that you were into yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my um, two hundred hour uh, teacher certification uh, last January. I got it. Um, I haven't done much with it, but just with the business that we're wanting to uh, really grow, we want to incorporate more of the wellness in with the martial arts so it's definitely going to be <clears throat> super beneficial in coming years yeah so that's pretty much the same way with me because i'm currently a certified afro instructor as well as um i do um list mills body combat i don't know if you heard of um list mills body combat i mean 
Oh, it was a good. It's a good program because the first time I tried it, it was like in our former World Gym, which is now Crunch Fitness. Of course, do you got any crunches okay. out there? I don't think not that I've seen. No. Ah, man, because I know this. It's all over the place. I mean, I like I said, I was um doing this class, List Mills, um body combat. It's like similar to what I was doing in martial arts, and I got so hooked, and I was like, why not become an instructor? I mean, this kind of kind of oh, awesome. yeah, this kind of built me up to being an instructor in martial arts. I never taught martial arts classes. I kind of get away from it because I'm nerve wracking with teaching, but with body combat, that built me up. So of course, with you and yoga, you kind of going to incorporate that in classes, which is definitely beneficial. That's like double indemnity, right there. Yeah, definitely, and it'll be very beneficial. I think all martial artists should incorporate some sort of yoga into their fitness uh, regime. Yeah, definitely what's like a lot of injuries, you know, you want to prevent that in martial arts. Exactly, exactly. And I think I understand, uh, do you have like a degree in um, nutrition? I think I heard them talk about that too. I do, yeah. So I got my bachelor's degree with the U of A um, with nutrition with an emphasis in dietetics to become a registered dietitian. Um, and then with COVID, I just went ahead to go get my master's in applied nutrition. Um, and then my next step is just to get this a dietetic internship so I can take the uh, certification test to become a registered dietitian. Oh, yeah. Well, other than being double indemnity, that'd be triple because, you know, you got yoga, exactly. worried about injuries. And then, of course, you got nutrition. You want uh, martial arts to be like in their best shape. And I think Mr. Presley was talking about that when we was like discussing the pretest. We was talking to black belts that you had to be well conditioned because this is endurance. And if you're not well conditioned, that endurance will go downhill, like subterranean country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, when we were talking about just the, you know, when Travis came up with the idea for Carmel Martial Arts, he was just saying how we have such a unique between the two of us. We have lot of information that we could really incorporate into a good business um that perhaps not a lot of other people are doing with the you know nutrition and yoga and martial arts so it, it'll definitely be unique hey and kind of going back to competition do you have any like trophies that you won think of like any competition that you won a trophy i have um the plaques from the itc i have a good number of plaques and then the Benson ones gave out like the medals and stuff. But yeah, I always, I would get like first or second place in the, um, forms and the weapons. Um, all my sparrings were either not placed or third place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got pretty much all like four trophies, four trophies from each, um, competition, of course, sparring, traditional open. And uh, of course this year I got weapons. I mean, it's not first place, but it's, uh, uh, plaque. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I say I'm, I'm not too um picky about um, winning first and second places, man. As long as I get a trophy from each of those um competitions, I'm good. I just want to be top three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. So this is kind of an idea that I got from um watching Larry King. I mean, I was watching a video of him interviewing Mr. T, and he was talking about okay. this talk about this one game called um if you only knew. All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So I want you to add, answer them to your best of your ability. All right, so okay. It's, it's okay if you don't want to answer it, but, you know, it's just eight questions. All right, here's, okay. the, first, here's the first question. What's the best piece of advice that anybody gave you? Oh, man. 
so I'll have to think about that. Yeah, all right. All right, so the next question would be, what's the worst advice? Um, I don't think anybody's really given me bad advice. Um, I don't think I've ever really thought about it, though, like, too deeply. I think when people give me bad advice, I just go, oh, I'm not going to do it, and then I probably forget about it <laughs> whatever they call me <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like that push so okay all right so do you have any martial arts crush that you like if you watched a movie like if you were a big fan of a, a martial artist would that person be your crush oh probably not i don't think i ever had a crush on any martial artist i think i respected a lot of them uh like Chuck Norris. I grew up watching all of Chuck Norris's films. My dad was a huge Chuck Norris fan. Bruce Lee, those were our top two. We would watch, you know, all the Bruce Lee movies, the Chuck Norris movies, and I think that's, you know, part of what got me into martial arts, because it looked cool. It was really, really cool. Um, I don't necessarily think I had a crush on either of them, but I think I really respected them and was like, dang, that's awesome, like, that you can do that, and it looked cool. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. It's good to see Mr. Norris is um this this year, the Norris brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also seeing their kids actually being master ring. I know. The last time I saw his kids, they were little. Like I remember my brother Ben fought his son like in a sparring competition. Now they're all grown up. I didn't even recognize them. Yeah, it's like you got little Dakota. He was like, of course, the size of like almost to your hip, and then now he's like. I'm looking up to him. It's like he must have really got some um, really growth. Growth. I mean, he must have drunk something that made him grow. Yeah, I know. He's a big kid. Yeah, it's like the size of Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it's like so nice to see those two actually really progressing in martial arts and really building up to their um, father's, um, as they call it, an empire, but definitely their organization, definitely. Yeah, I can't wait for my time to come. I mean, 2023 is coming. Yep. There we go, yes. Yeah, now, after, well, speaking of the, um, the kind of going off the topic, uh, this year's um, ITC with the Master Rankings Induction Ceremony. So what's your thought on that? Well, first off, there were so many of them. I was not expecting there to be so many. Um, I thought it was awesome. I liked watching all of them. Because uh, they all had like their own different way of doing it, depending on their school, depending on what they were good at. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, it got Travis thinking about our master, what we wanted to do. I was like, slow down there, like, second degree first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm pretty much set. I don't have to test physically, so I got all that off the way. My fourth degree tests. I mean, that was that was definitely the pusher. I mean, I had to do. Yeah. I had to push myself beyond what I can do. And then, of course, I I accomplished that goal. So definitely, I'm yeah, looking. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that master ring. Well, we'll be watching. Oh yeah, definitely. I got an idea. No, one, of course, um, it's been it's been a talk for in UFAF. Um, what was her name? Um, Miss Taylor. Um, uh, Master Taylor. Yeah, the that was the performance of the night. That she does that. Oh, oh. definitely. <laughs> and I guess that oh. really. Uh, yeah, I loved that one. Yeah, and of course, um, I can't wait to see her on the, um, what was it, the Rachel's, what was it, 
it was the like, Kelly Clarkson yeah, show. Kelly, yeah, definitely. I definitely going to DVR that, so I want to watch that. Yes, for sure. All right, so let's go back to this. Uh, what's in the ne- the next question is uh, how would you reward yourself? I mean, I know you're a nutritionist. You want to keep yourself fit, but do you kind of reward yourself with like a chocolate cake? Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. I don't, um, yes, I, I don't, um, keep stuff out of my diet. I just eat it moderately, but no, I don't, I don't like cut out sugar, cut out, you know, processed food. I, I don't do any of that. I just, I eat well and yeah, I'll, you know. I'll have a chocolate bar at the end of the night. I'll, you know, share a piece of cake with this. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely that's me. It's not good for me. I mean, I'm having a good week, and, you know, I'll probably get a couple slices of pizza. I mean, I wolf them down. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely the smaller the slice, the better it is to chow, chow down. It's like if it's small, I eat it like Tic Tacs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, modern, modern day Pac-Man I am. Modern name Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go to the next question. All right, if you were in a famous movie, what what movie would you pick? I know you say you pick a lot, you watch a lot of Chuck Norris movies. Let's just say out of all the Chuck Norris movies, what 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 what's what's one movie you would want to be in? Norris movies. I really liked his. I used to watch this with my brothers all the time. Um, that series that he was in. And the name is flying out of my head right now, but he was in, um, the, uh, it was like, oh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like trying to think of the name. We watched all those, uh, episodes, me and my brothers, we would watch them uh, and my dad too. And I remember loving those growing up. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know why, but I loved those. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same way. I got the whole DVD set, so yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I could say like out of all the all the episodes I watched, probably like I met like like some five to six celebrities that were on that show. Like I could probably think of one person. Oh, wow. I could probably think of one person. Of course, uh, he was there this year. Um, Marshall Teague, he was there, so I got to meet him. Yeah, you know him as like one of the villains, and um, of course you remember him from um, Roadhouse with um, Patrick Swayze. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it was so good to actually meet him. No, I wasn't expecting like to him to talk to anybody, but you no, know, he, me and him had a good conversation. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's like definitely that was like a good year for me. I'm like I was like other than being back in that. Um, convention is like I had a celebrity um, encounter other than Mr. Norris you got Marshall Teague and of course a wrestler was um, there too that I didn't even know about but good thing um, my instructor texted me he's like saying there's there's a wrestler down here I mean and then I went down there to see who it was and then I recognized him quickly he was like I think it's a former wrestler too yeah oh wow that's so cool oh yeah I'm definitely I'm good with celebrity encounters I go to a lot of cons Yeah, yeah. I used to dress up in, in cosplay, so I play in disguise, so nobody don't know who I am. So, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that. All right. So, here's another question. Um, secret talent, kind of like a talent that no nobody knows about. Um, I can draw and paint pretty well. 
Mm. I was put, my mom would put me in art classes. It was just something she put me in and I just kept doing it. Um, but I think we were like two or three years into a relationship and I, um, drew on a wheelbarrow that we have out back that we made into a pond, um, for loot. We got a little wheelbarrow and I was painting and drawing like, uh, like ducks and fish on the side of it. And Travis goes, did you stencil those on? Like, did you trace them on? I went, no, I drew them. Like I looked at a picture, I drew it. And then I paint, you know, I painted it and he was all, what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just something I've, I, I'm just kind of good at. I'm not, you know, a crazy artist, but um, yeah, I was just put in classes at a young age and I, it just kind of stuck with me. Yeah. I got to start getting back to drawing. Cause that, that was my passion. Like I, I used to draw a lot. And of course, yeah, I got a degree in um, arts from my, from college. Oh, okay. so, you know, I haven't drawn in a while, but you know, I've always draw like posters. Like we have these kids tournaments and I would draw these nice posters for uh, my, my instructor for like the, not just to give away, just like the display. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to get back to it and, you know, really trying to make sure things are well in order. So kind of do a little drawing here or there, but you know, I got this focus with yeah. this, like I got, of course, a full-time job and other things, but you know, I want to get back to it. Yeah. It can be relaxing, you know, just. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Next question. Dream celebrity encounter. What's the one celebrity that you want to meet? Yeah, that'd be my that'd She's be my, my thing. number one. Yeah, well, so far I met one person from Harry Potter, um, Goyle. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah. It was. Man. Yeah, uh, the man that set the room of requirements on fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would love to meet the entire cast. They just seem like the coolest people. Yeah. Oh, I would have had a chance to meet um Neville. From um uh yeah if it, honestly if the if the con was still going up this wasn't going on I would have had a chance to meet him in Canada but and since the the COVID hit and it's like man that's another Darn collection it. yeah <laughs> Darn it. yeah well you know there's always other times you know it, it'll be my time to actually go back to cons and actually meet them and once that comes or uh, comes back I'm I want to go back into those. Yeah. If they show up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing, you know, some um celebrities cancel out, you know. I would have had the chance to meet the Dread Pirate Rob- Roberts. I don't know what his name is. Um what's his Oh yeah, um Terry U. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love that movie, um, Princess Bride, uh, really the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite movies. I love it. Yeah. And the the clergyman I always used to do um impersonations of him and I do good impersonations, yeah. Really? Yeah. You can do the clergyman impersonation. All right, let's see if I can give you a preview. Hmm. All right. Yeah, Ma- yeah. Marriage, marriage is what brings us together today. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I could do a impersonation of um Gozer the Gozerian, right? So, here it goes. 
Choose. Choose the form of the destructor. Wow, you're actually really good at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess there's more where I came from. It could be like um, James Charles Jones. Um, yeah, I could do that. No, Simba. Everything that like touches is our kingdom. That sounded exactly like James Earl Jones. This is like your your little, you know, what you're good at secretly. <laughs> yeah, so I could easily fool somebody on the phone if I wanted to. I like that. <laughs> I okay. Here's the last question. Um, future accomplishments. How would you see? How would you see yourself in ten more years? Awesome. All right. So before we kind of close this, uh, uh, of course, I want you um, to was any um, last minute, last words you like to give to our listeners out there. I mean, I definitely want them to have the right idea about mar- martial arts. Yeah, I would say for me personally, sometimes it was hard for me to stick with it, um, especially if I had other things going on or I became passionate about something else. It was very easy for me to just put it to the side. And I think recently with everything that me and Travis have been wanting to do, um, just working with martial arts again, I'm so grateful to him for keeping me in it. I think he has kept me in it and it's a part of my life that sometimes I forget that I enjoy so much. Um, and when I'm in it and doing it, it, it's so much fun. Um, so I would say even if it, there's times where you want to quit, don't. Just remember remember why you started doing this. I started doing this for the self-defense aspect of it, um, and I got away from it was uh, a level of respect and self-confidence I really, really needed. So I say just stick to it. That's my advice. Yeah. Oh, speaking of advice, um, we're going back to the first two questions. Can you think of the best advice that you get? Yeah, because I almost forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. The best advice. This is so hard to do on the spot because I feel like I've gotten some really good advice, and sometimes I don't know who's given it to me. Um. Well, let's put it this way: What's the best advice your father gave you? Because I know he's like your inspiration. Yeah, my dad was a big part of my martial arts. Um, you know what? Yeah, that's a good one. The, um, he really instilled in me a sense of if you're going to do something, do it. Stick with it. Um, you know, growing up, there were times that we didn't want to go to class and we wanted to slack off. And looking back now, I'm glad that he was as invested in our martial arts training as he was, because that taught me how to stick with stuff. And, you know, 
if, if you say you're going to do something, do it. And so I would say that's just the way he responded to martial arts training. For me personally, it worked well. <laughs> I, awesome. I, so, of course, um, I think I already asked you of this. The worst piece of advice you said, um, if somebody told you something, you wouldn't do it. So I think you already answered that question. So. Yes, that would be that would be a good one. Yeah, if it, if somebody says they're going to do something, you need to follow through and do it. And I think that's something that I just live by daily <laughs> for me personally. And I think I, I do. I got I got that from my dad. I think. Okay, so uh, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, definitely, uh, hopefully, it's definitely your future go like beyond. Well, pretty much beyond the stars. That's what I can say. Yeah. All right, so well, you, thank you so much. This was fun. All right, so I'm gonna do my little closing uh, to the listeners. All right. all right, so for those who are just tuning into the Kick Pod, all right, make sure you tune into my previous episodes of the at the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kick Pod Dojo. This is your sensei, TJ Williams, bowing you out. Yeah.